0: TheWellnessCoach.com, streaming wellness into your lives.
1: Welcome to the Wellness Guys show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill.
0: Welcome to the Wellness Guys. This is Damien Christoph, and I'm Brett Hill. And Lawrence Tam is on a plane on the way back from Bali. <laughs> Just and, for a change. And Brett and I are flying this ship by ourselves. So uh, <laughs> welcome to The world, Guys, everybody. It's a very special call tonight, and we have a very special guest with us. Um, and I know that Lawrence always says that all of our guests are very special, and they are to us. We love it that people take the time of their day to share with us their wisdom, their thoughts, their passion inspiration. And uh, tonight, we have a very passionate t- t- young girl, 20 20- Three. Is it, it is 23, is that what we just said? How's my memory? Yep. Uh, 23 years old uh, with a absolute um, rocket in her backside about health and well-being and what messages are actually out there. And she's tackling the Heart Foundation. And tonight, we're talking with the one and only Jessie Reimers uh, on, on Skype with the Wellness Guys. So welcome to the, to the call, Jessie. Thank you so much
1: for having me, guys. It's lovely to be here.
0: Jesse, uh, your story is quite incredible. Um, you had a bad diet, and look, Brett and I have both had bad diets. I suppose that's part of the reason why we left Lawrence <laughs> off the call, right? Because you know, otherwise he'd be the odd one out. But uh, Brett and I had bad diets. You had bad diet. In fact, when I look at what you used to eat, it's very, very similar to what I used to do. And I was very, very skinny too. I don't know if I was ever as skinny as what you were, but I was really skinny, also had chronic fatigue syndrome, never really felt like I was going to fire. And that's similar to what happened to you, wasn't it? You you ate poorly and got sick. Can you tell us a bit more about your your story
1: yeah sure yeah I ate an atrocious diet just basically carbs, sugar and once I was 18 the usual binge drinking every weekend um but yeah I was heavily heavily addicted to sugar and ate a lot of kind of McDonald's and takeaway food and lived off two-minute noodles like most young people um and yeah same as you basically I thought because I was skinny and I was a dancer and I was pretty you know I looked all right um, I thought I could get away with it, but evidently not. It caught up with me pretty quickly and I did get very sick. I was, you know, getting chronic fatigue and I had um, several viruses and my immune system wasn't functioning and my gut health was terrible um, and I had panic attacks constantly and was just vomiting all the time and it was all terrible.
2: So Jess, what was the, the wake-up call for you? What was the aha moment that made you realize that what were you doing, what you were doing just wasn't working?
1: Um, well, I went to like all these doctors and all the specialists um, and they kept saying food had nothing to do with it and I just got prescribed kind of more antidepressants and sleeping pills and, you know, it's all in your head, usual story. Um, but, you know, by the time I was hospitalized six times in one year and couldn't couldn't get out of bed, I was 38 kilos, I couldn't function, I couldn't look after my son. Um, you know, I I felt like maybe I needed to look into things a bit further myself given I wasn't getting any answers anywhere else and, and that's when I found the Western A. Price Foundation and the GAPS diet and the Body Ecology Diet and I was like, wow, I really need to sort out what I'm eating and try and get better myself.
0: For sure and, and quite clearly that's worked because when I look at you on Facebook, uh, you look totally different there on Facebook than what you do in that really skinny photo at 38 kilos in 2011. So yeah. c- congratulations on getting yourself healthy and well again. That's, that's awesome. What's, yeah. I, su- I suppose when you go through that sort of journey, you get a whole lot of information from people in hospitals, you go to dietitians, you go to nutritionists, you go to doctors, you go to specialists. you got all these people that are, I suppose, be kings of their castles um, sharing information with you. Um, but for many people, it's very, very confusing and many people become disillusioned. What for you did you get fired up most about with that information?
1: Um, I got really annoyed that I, people kept telling me it was in my head and I was just depressed. Like my symptoms were pretty extreme. Um, and I don't think you can just say to someone that's in your head. Yeah. And I did actually see dieticians in hospitals and stuff like that. Um, and they were basically, cause you know, I ate wheat, big spread cereal, pasta. That was the main base of my diet. Yeah. I had some microwave vegetables here and there, you know, sure. I had some dairy, like commercial pasteurized chemical laden dairy and. You know, mm-hmm. a bit of this and that. And, you know, according to the food pyramid, that is fine. But, like, I was wheat intolerant, which I didn't know. Yep. Um, and that stuff was just destroying my gut. And, yeah, add in all the sugar on top and all the alcohol on top and you just have a recipe for a terrible disaster, really.
2: Absolutely. And so, Jesse, obviously what you're eating then was, you know, it wasn't that far off of, I guess, the food pyramid and perhaps what even they would have been recommending you. But obviously yeah. at some <laughs> stage you realise that... So, yeah obviously at some stage you realize that maybe that wasn't the best thing to be editing and started getting some information from elsewhere so where was it that you started getting this new information from like who was it that kind of started to turn you around and teach you some new stuff
1: um well i was just googling everything like i was googling the gut health stuff because that was my kind of biggest issue um and eventually i came across western a price foundation and i just immersed myself in their website and obsessively read everything i bought the book nourishing traditions and I found um, the Gut and Psychology Syndrome book, which just resonated. Every single symptom that she talked about resonated so deeply with me. And so I was just like, right, bone broths, cut out all grains, fat, fat, fat. Um, yeah. And, and I started getting better. Like it was a slow process because I had done so much damage. But, yeah, I, I started getting better and, and I was able to get out of bed and I had energy and I stopped having panic attacks all the time and... Yeah, it was it was amazing. That- I did see a naturopath as well who tested me for all this stuff and found like terrible deficiencies. So I needed to take some supplements. Like I was so zinc deficient that I kind of had copper poisoning. So I had to sort that stuff out and um, yeah, do some other stuff with supplements. But yeah, Western A Price Foundation. That's that's like my beginning of my journey and yeah, those guys are my heroes because I would be stuffed without them.
0: <laughs> oh there you go just say it how you feel that's important uh what we what we also know jesse about you is that you um you, you not only are you very um motivated you're very very passionate about getting your message out there now you don't have any formal training in nutrition you don't have any formal training in health and well-being but you are so passionate about getting a message out there um which is very anti what Uh, you know many of the the perceived leaders around the world in health would have actually said you know only five or ten years ago and that is you're very upset with the heart foundation is upset a good word to use
1: yes upset um the heart foundation thing i just went on their website one day because i was curious to know what kind of the elderly people and people with heart concerns the information they were receiving and literally when i read their dietary guidelines it was the exact opposite of what i found out through my own research that people should be doing and I was so repulsed and alarmed I started the petition the same day so I'm upset I'm angry that people are being conned into believing that man-made foods are healthy for the sake of money rather than people's health the whole thing just makes me vomit everywhere so that's why I started doing what I do
2: and so what was it that stood out for you, Jesse, in terms of the recommendations by the Heart Foundation? Obviously, there's, there's some key points there, obviously, that have stood out that you just weren't happy with. And you said, you know, unnatural foods or man-made foods as opposed to whole foods. But what else was it about the recommendations that really, you know, got up your go?
1: Um, saturated fats being the, the horrible evil, like they're going to make us fat and we're all going to die. Um, <laughs> you know, everything I've read says the exact opposite of that. All of the research that I've delved into – um, and then replacing saturated fat with margarine and like canola and vegetable and seed oils that are highly inflammatory and not only cause cardiovascular disease, but are implicated with cancer and macular degeneration and Alzheimer's and all of these other chronic degenerative problems that we're seeing huge amounts of that can be completely prevented mm. by returning to how we've always eaten as humans for 2, 2.5 million years. Um, it's just ridiculous and they demonize they demonize saturated fat and salt so that no one is scared of the amount of ridiculous sugar and seed oils that they put in their healthy ticker approval foods which are the things that we need to be concentrating on not fat and salt which don't have anything to do with heart disease, well natural salt anyway not that table salt rubbish (laughs)
0: <laughs> good call, good call. I love it. I love it. It is interesting, isn't it? Because they do talk about um, using a whole lot of alternatives to the original nature source products, which just doesn't make a whole lot of sense either. But um, just recently, and you, I'm sure, given your passion and inspiration, just recently the British Medical Journal reported that um, that saturated fat and cholesterol aren't essentially linked. But for years they've been talking about this whole thing. Have you got a, an opinion on that? Have you got a take on that?
1: Saturated fat is not linked with cholesterol. cholesterol yeah. With yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, now, it's the biggest myth that's been perpetuated for, you know, forty or fifty years or whatever it is, and it's all based on the most faulty study in the entire world, Ansel Keys. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's done such fantastic work for society, hasn't he? It's just brilliant. <laughs> tell
0: awesome. us more about that study. Tell us about that study, because people listening to this are going to be loving listening to you and your passion and inspiration. So tell <laughs> us a bit more about that study.
1: So Ansel Keyes, um did this 22, his famous 22-country study, but he reported seven countries out of the 22 um, to show that the correlation between saturated fat causes heart disease. By the way, correlation can never equal causation anyway, so it's totally ridiculous. But if he had mapped all of his 22 countries in there, there'd be absolutely no correlation whatsoever. Dr. Malcolm Kendrick talks a lot about this and has actually used some of the other countries to show that some of the ones that were consuming the most saturated fat had the least heart disease and some other countries like Chile who were left out of the study that made him famous um, were consuming the least amount of fat and had massive amounts of heart disease. So A, correlation doesn't equal causation. B, he cherry-picked his data to prove what he wanted to prove.
2: Yeah, and I guess that's the point, isn't it, Jesse? that even though um, you know, you're not, as you said, trained as a nutritionist, there's, the research is out there. There's, there's plenty of experts out there. You're certainly not a lone voice here. I mean it's, it's pretty well understood from people who've been reading this research that, that that fat hypothesis just wasn't right and there's so much research coming out all the time just showing yeah, that that just huge wasn't huge true.
1: Amount. And just particularly in the past few years, just huge amounts, like the huge meta analysis in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition Um, That was published in 2010, and they studied over 347,000 subjects or something, um, and they found that there was absolutely no correlation between saturated fat and heart disease. So I don't know how they're still clinging to their hypothesis desperately wanting to force margarine and statins down everyone's throats but they're managing it still not for much longer if I have a say about it though
0: yeah you are doing a good job on that I just I, I did jump onto that uh, petition that you're having people sign and we'll talk more about that petition shortly but you've got 18,000 uh, supporters of that particular petition that you you're running through change or we'll come back to that a little bit later on but I'm noticing some of the names in that list of friends of mine and uh, and just in the last couple of hours you've had Three, four of my friends actually signed that, so I'm pretty happy with that. That's yeah, that's, that's cool. awesome. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, we
1: cracked the eighteen thousand um, yesterday, I think, so that was pretty good.
0: Well done. You got just under seven thousand to go, so you, I'm sure you'll you'll definitely get there, especially after well, this particular yeah, podcast.
1: My goal to over a hundred thousand. So, yeah, we're yeah. not we're not stopping at seven thousand. We need over a hundred thousand apparently to really be heard. But we'll, I'll get there. If I have to do it for 10 or 20 years, whatever, I'll just keep
0: doing it. Oh, it won't take that long. You're certainly getting your uh, your name out there, which is very, very good. Now, I um, I, I love that you're using a petition to do that. Uh, but you've also had a bit of media surrounding this. It, has the media about, um, about your cause been beneficial for you?
1: Um, I have been trying to get in the mainstream media for eight months with Absolutely no luck, but since Catalyst aired, yep. um, that really kind of, yeah, brought a lot of interest to it, and um, I've been interviewed with Current Affair, which will be early airing early next week, right. um, but other than that, I've been on the Greg Carey morning radio show, and that's pretty much it, um, aside from, you know, I've been in Whiteout Press, and a few, like Tom Norton's written about me, and I've been on Zoe Harcum's blog, um, but basically, so, it's just been through bloggers and social media, the media... Mainstream media have wanted absolutely nothing to do with me. Um, I imagine because there's so much advertising and corporate interest involved in what I'm trying to tear apart. So it has been very, very difficult. But So,
2: so Jesse, um, you know, some of our listeners who are in Australia may not have seen the Catalyst episode and, and some of our listeners obviously are overseas, so wouldn't have been able to have access to that or maybe able to access it through the internet after this if they choose to have a look. Can you give us a bit of a rundown of what was on that catalyst episode and why that was so um, I guess, uh, you know, informing for people and why that led to so many people moving towards your uh, your particular petition.
1: Yeah, it was amazing. So Catalyst aired a couple of weeks ago on ABC and I think it is available on iview and, and YouTube possibly for people to view overseas as well. Um, but they basically, first um, they released Heart of the Matter in episode one and they spoke a lot about the cholesterol, the saturated fat myth um, and the dangers of seed oils and vegetable oils and margarine and sugar. Um, which was fantastic because that's exactly what I'm talking about in the petition. So, and it had over a million and something views, and normally only about forty thousand tuning to Catalyst, so that was really amazing. Um, and then second episode, they discussed um, statins or cholesterol lowering medication, um, and yeah, basically tore some holes in in the whole cholesterol um, heart disease myth as well. So that was really really fantastic to see.
0: They've definitely come under a lot of fire after that article Um, and Catalyst in the last few months have come under under a lot of fire in a number of angles um, for for being quite controversial. And it is good that that controversy gets out there, but sometimes um, Catalyst can report only one side of the story, which gets people's back up. Do you feel that they did a good job with this particular story or do you think they could have added more to it?
1: Um, I think that, yeah, it's really difficult. Like um, David Gillespie did a blog post about a lot of the conflict of interest involved with um, people on both sides of the fence and I think it probably could have been represented, you know, a bit more both sides. Um, And, yeah, a lot of people are up in arms about quackery and, you know, all kinds of, of nonsense. But I think it was just really fantastic way to at least get people thinking about it in, in the public because so many people are just blindly following um, exactly what the Heart Foundation tell us to do. Um, and and post um, Catalyst airing, everyone jumped on. There were hundreds and hundreds of people on the Heart Foundation's Facebook page that were really angry and up in arms about the advice we've been given. So it was really good to see. It could have been done better. Um, but I think they did a pretty fantastic job of just getting the message out there.
2: And so I know from uh, looking at some of the, the doctors' uh, email lists and blogs and those sort of things that they've certainly seen a big uptake and a big increase in people coming in wanting to talk to them about their medications and their cholesterol lowering lower medications since that Catalyst uh, article, which I think is fantastic. Um, yeah. What's the feedback you've been getting, Jesse? What have the people been saying post that? Um, post catalyst uh, what have they been saying to you about changes they're going to make or what they're going to do or you know what their realizations were from listening to that what are your fans saying
1: yeah it's really really hard like the other day i had a message um from someone whose seven-year-old child has their pediatrician has tested them for cholesterol and has said that they have high cholesterol um and you know considering cholesterol lowering medication for a seven-year-old which just freaks me out so much because cholesterol is so necessary for a child's development and you know i i just recommended basically seeing a gaps practitioner or a naturopath and reading gut and psychology syndrome and educate i just educate self-education is the most important thing that you can ever do for yourself um i've been recommending cholesterol clarity by jimmy Moore to like everyone that goes on my page um because a lot of people are like you know i'm on statins I saw the catalyst episode. What do I do? I'm not a doctor, so I can't tell anyone what to do. But I just want everyone to be informed and to be able to make decisions for themselves. In you know, while while working with a medical practitioner, but not just being conned into something that they have no idea about. People need to be reading for themselves and doing their own research and understanding things for themselves.
0: I think it's a really Great point. I think that uh, you just now you now can no longer go blindly. I think it's really important to research stuff. We find this all the time. Brett Lawrence and I talk th- about this all the time with respect to chiropractic. You know, a lot of people have an opinion about chiropractic, but know very very little about it, and it's based a lot on anecdote and um, and and myths, hearsay and rumor. And as a result, so many people have made such bad decisions to not have chiropractic as part of their life. Right. Oh. And which is which is what you're talking about because many people have made such a bad decision to choose margarine or to choose low fat in their diet or to choose um, table salt. Um, you know, if they're yeah. going to have any, you know, just people have made really bad choices, and I don't think it's been helped by um, organisations such as the Heart Foundation.
1: No, definitely not. And just all of the marketing, and then people go to a GP for nutrition advice when they've studied four hours of nutrition, like. I don't understand. I, I don't even understand why a GP thinks that they're qualified to give any nutrition advice when they haven't studied it. It baffles me totally. But um, yeah, like there's just all of these myths perpetuated by the corporations, by the Heart Foundation, by Diabetes Australia, by GPs, and then dieticians are giving the same advice as well. Base your diet on grains. Have the low fat stuff. It's just, it's terrifying, really. Like, just such a disservice to the whole nation and you know, people around the world because it's the same everywhere pretty much except for Sweden now.
2: Yeah? And so, Jesse, you've mentioned it a couple of times and, and there certainly has been a bit of criticism of the Heart Foundation over the years for commercial interests and how that may or may not be affecting what they're doing. I know, you know, particularly when they, they were sort of handing out Heart Foundation ticks to, you know, fast food chain restaurant food and, and those sort of things. Um, you know, yeah. what's, what's your take on that? Can you tell us a bit about, you know, what goes on there and, and what your take on it is in regards to the Heart Foundation?
1: Yeah, well, they've taken their tick off McDonald's because of public pressure some time ago. But, um, yeah, obviously they have huge ties with the sugar industry and the vegetable and seed oil and margarine industries. Um, And basically the tick of approval is paid for. So um, I know they say it's a healthier choice in comparison to other products, um, but it's not marketed that way. Like if you talk to people in the public, they think if it has a tick of approval, like it's actually healthy for them and good for them. So – and also the healthier choice in comparison to other products is total codswallop anyway because if there's like a small organic farm um, producing something far better for you uh, that don't have the money for the tick of approval, they're not going to get it, obviously. So the whole thing is the biggest joke I've ever read about in my life and it needs to be stopped. Like, you know, the the outcome of this petition – I don't care if the Heart Foundation don't do anything really, because it's all about educating the public. But I really want to see an end to the tick of approval program at the very least.
0: Yeah, I, it's a it, it's definitely controversial on that one because for for I suppose the evils of the tick of approval that we that we are talking about now, where people have been led to believe that there's alternatives that are better, but they're probably not. Many people's lives have been saved by actually following foods in a safe manner from the tick of approval. So whilst there's been some good, there's also been some bad. And I suppose it's about understanding what the tick of approval actually means, I think is probably a good message to get out there tonight and understand that the tick of approval actually means that it's low fat and it's low sodium. It doesn't necessarily mean it's healthy. That's the thing. No.
1: And when we get down to it, again, fat and sodium, not the issue sugar and seed oils are the issue. And if you look at my Tick of Death blog post, which I did a few weeks ago, I took photos of all the ingredient packets and pretty much second and third ingredient for every single product that I did, and I did a lot of them, was either sugar or vegetable, soybean oil, seed oil of some description. Um so extremely inflammatory and the worst thing that you could be giving to people trying to look after their heart health or their health in general. So it's just ridiculous. And the ties with Nestlé and the cereal industry is just, you know, really, really poor. I, I can barely think of words to describe it that aren't going to alarm your audiences, really.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, and we don't want to get, you know, into slander here, Jesse. We've got to be a little bit careful. But um, yeah. the, uh, the, the, you're obviously going on the a Current Affair program coming up soon by the sound of it. It probably will have actually aired before this episode airs, which is pretty exciting. So hopefully yeah. people will be able to go to their website and check that out. And I understand you're doing that with a really good friend of ours, Cindy O'Meara, I believe, has been involved in that. So tell us a little bit about your interview and how it went for that particular program too.
1: Yeah, Cindy O'Meara was down um, in Melbourne at the time. So she was interviewed separately to me and I was interviewed up in Brisbane with Christine Cranow, the author of The Fat Revolution. Um, so yeah, it was it was great. Like They told me at 5am they wanted to do the story and they wanted to film that day. So that was a bit of a shock. <laughs> um, and I ran around like a... A mad thing all morning um but no it was really good um they asked me a lot about my personal journey um they'll probably concentrate on that with me obviously because I'm not an expert um and then they'll talk to Cindy and and Christine a bit more about the um finer details but yeah they did talk to me a lot about the ticket approval program um and why I have such an issue with the dietary advice they're giving and what kind of foods I would recommend people eat um or yeah I'd recommend people research so it was really fantastic. I got to talk about the importance of saturated fat in the diet and, um, you know, how detrimental sugar and seed oils are to one's health and all that kind of thing. You know, who, who knows what they'll cut and keep out of everything we talked about because it's only a 10-minute segment for like an hour and a half interview. But yeah, <laughs> I got to talk about a lot of stuff that I'm passionate about. So hopefully it'll just, it'll kind of get people at least thinking about it a little bit more.
0: I think I think it'll definitely uh, strike up some conversation and, and it'll get things going. Now you've got another Facebook page where you talk about get a fresh start and this Facebook Facebook page looks great. I love it. It's got nice colors on it and you talk more here about encouraging people to eat, eat better food and to live a healthier life. Is that, uh, is that I suppose, the the, un, the underlying message of what you're trying to get across? Even though you have no nutrition training, I, I just want to make sure that everyone knows that Jessie doesn't, but she's just so passionate about it. Is is that where you want people to go, just eat better, think think more?
1: Exactly. I just want people to think about what people have always eaten instead of all of these kind of prepackaged, man-made things that are really easy to you know, get out of a packet, but they're not giving you any nutritional value. At the end of the day, you want something that's actually going to provide vitamins, minerals, nutrients, essential fats, etc., to your body. So it's just about getting back to basics and thinking about what your great grandparents and your ancestors would have eaten. And, you know, I make a lot of bone broth and I churn my own butter in my fancy thermomix. And yeah, I, like I'm pretty simple. I like mashed veggies and Love steak it. with butter sauce. Um, and it doesn't have to be hard. Like, you know, scramble some eggs for breakfast, you know, poach something, make some, you know, steam some veggies, have a roast. It doesn't have to be difficult. Just eat some real food.
2: So, Jesse, for people out there listening in, I mean, what are, your, what are your top three things that you want people to get out of their diet? I mean, I have a feeling that uh, perhaps margarine might be one of those because you've mentioned that a few times already. But what, what would be your top three in terms of things people need to, to take out of their diet? And what would be perhaps your top three things you'd like to see people adding in?
1: Yeah, okay, so I think people really need to – like I didn't understand how much sugar I was eating when I was eating the way I was. And I look back now and it was probably like 60 teaspoons a day or probably even more, something ridiculous. So I think um, the sugar thing is a major factor. Um, Instead of concentrating on fat and sodium and labels, definitely sugar. And if you're just eating real food, that isn't really a problem anyway. Like I like to make snacks at home but I use dates and raw honey and that kind of thing instead of – Heaps of sugar, um, so sugar number one. Seed oils and margarine will throw into the same basket. They're just so inflammatory. They're so bad for our cells. They cause so many health issues. It's ridiculous. Which, um, which tra-
0: seed oils? Which seed oils are you talking about there, Jesse?
1: Canola. Um, just just the word vegetable oil. I don't even know what that is because, like, where are they getting this oil out of this vegetable? It doesn't exist. Um, soybean, corn, cottonseed. Any of those nasty oils, highly refined uh, olive oil is even bad. Everyone thinks that olive oil is the healthiest choice to cook with. Um, extra virgin cold pressed olive oil is fine, like great for salads and stuff like that. But it actually has a really low smoke point, so even olive oil um, can turn into a, a rancid kind of highly inflammatory oil if it's if it's used for cooking all the time, especially if it's a junky kind of dodgy brand that's refined anyway. Yeah. Um, so all of that stuff. Basically, anything that you see with a tick of approval in the oil aisle, throw that in the bin immediately. Um, and what else? So we need to get rid of sugar. Um, anything with the words low-fat, we'll put that as my, number three. If it has low-fat, it just means extreme storm of chemicals and
0: non-foods. You're saying processed not, foods. You're saying processed foods that say low-fat, right?
1: Yeah, so yes. low-fat milk, low-fat yogurt, Yep. Um, low-fat anything really. Yeah. Weight watches stuff lean cuisine, et cetera. Like if you read the ingredients, it's just ridiculous.
2: Yeah. Fat was put in dairy
1: products for a reason. Fat was put in everything for a reason. Like who in the history of humanity um, killed a beast and then removed all the fat and threw that away. Like that was kept for children, pregnant mothers and the elderly. And, you know, obviously everyone enjoyed it, but most importantly for those people. Um, so the advice for pregnant women even to be on a low-fat diet just astounds me. It's the worst thing you could possibly do. And so, advice to be on a low fat diet after the age of two as well. Like, suddenly we change species and we no longer need saturated fat and cholesterol, despite that being the main <laughs> thing for us. Like, what on earth?
2: So, Jesse, we, we're getting pretty close to wrapping up here. Can you give us your three things you'd like us to add into our diets before we wrap up?
1: Sure. Healthy natural fats, your butter, your animal fats. From, these are from organic grass fed animals because you don't want factory farm stuff. Um, stuff like coconut oil and macadamia oil and all those good natural, normal, healthy fats that people have consumed. Um, Number two, I think everyone should be getting some bone broth soup into them. That stuff is pretty amazing. It's pretty much saved my life. If I didn't have my bone broth, I don't know where I'd be. Um, And three, some organic, real food of any description, vegetables, fruit, anything you like. Just if it grows in the
0: ground or it moves around, eat it. Very good. All right. I like it. I like it. it, Jess. I like I it. I like it. Very passionate. Very passionate. Well, that that brings us to an end of another amazing Wellness Guys episode. If you've liked this episode, make sure you leave us a five-star rating because you know how much I love five-star ratings, and I know that Lawrence really does too. But we all he, do, Dave. He, don't he never we really all... says. He just usually says me, doesn't he, Bretto? Great. He does, he does. Uh, leave your comments on our Facebook pages. Um, now, the, obviously, you can go to thewellnesscouch.com and you can uh, leave comments there or go to our Facebook page. and can go to the Wellness Couch as well and you can check out everything that's happening at thewellnesscouch.com because there's a whole lot of things happening there right now. But uh, most of all, spread the message. Let all your friends know of what we're doing, creating a message um, about health and wellness. Now, until next week...
2: Now, now Damo, just before you wrap up, just a reminder for people that if they do oh, want to get yes. involved in the petition, they yep. can go to Change.com Dot org, and they can research Heart Foundation and they'll find the petition in, at change.org.
0: I just actually posted it on the Facebook page just before yeah, I started this rap. So yeah, yeah it's yeah, already it. there. You go check it out. It's there. It's worth signing. Now, uh, until next week, uh, begin creating change in your life and create wellness into your life. Is that what Lawrence says? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Come back, Lawrence. <laughs>